What's up, everybody? Welcome to Keeping It 9450. I'm Daniel Artes, your host. Uh, normally, I have Kate out with me, but he's not here right now. He's out of commission. So I got somebody that all of y'all know and love, Miles Ehrlich from Windsider and Nets Republic. Hey, Miles, how you doing, brother? Good to talk to you, DA, as always. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So today we are going to talk about the New York Liberty, um, their free agency plans and everything they have going on. So, yeah, let's just get right into it. Um, so we know that the new head coach, Sandy Brondello, I think that she has a roster of potential. And I was wondering how, in your opinion, how can she turn that potential in, into, you know, reality? Because the Liberty came out the gates, you know, really hot, winning five of their first six games. But it was kind of like when the season actually settled in, they ended up finishing seven, seven and 19 the rest of the way. They stumbled to in the playing game. And even though they gave, you know, Phoenix all they can handle, you can say that you can, you can say that their season ended in disappointment. But after going two and 20 and tw- in 2020 to 12 and 20 in 2021, I think that the Liberty is on the right path with this, with this rebuild. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Walt Hopkins in his two seasons as the Liberty head coach went just 14 and 40. So when you hear that number, that doesn't sound great. But then you look at the jump from two and 20 the first season to 12 and 20 the second. So those 10 more wins were huge. And part of that leap came with bringing in veterans last season. So they brought in um, Sammy Wickham and Natasha Howard from Seattle. And they also got Benaja Laney, who became an all-star last year and continued her ascension. And then they had a full season of Sabrina Inescu. So they put together a core while also in Hopkins' first season, having the ability to develop and just see what they had in a bunch of these rookies. And that's something that a lot of teams in the W don't have. So Sandy comes in as a veteran coach, a coach that has a really proven track record. And she's been, she was with Phoenix since 2013, I believe. So she's been around for a while. Um, and now you're taking all of these pieces and you're trying to take the next step. So Hopkins was the one that brought them to that level. And now you've got someone who who's more, more, uh, experienced and more seasoned in dealing with some of the vets and that's their hope is that they're ready to compete now yeah I agree I, th- I think they are ready they have a solid a solid core um, a nice future you know they got Sabrina UNESCO Benaja Laney who's really good at scoring the ball like you said you know Natasha Howard she's solid when she's playing M- Michaela Olin um, with you know she showed a lot of flashes especially that that game against uh, Atlanta even though they lost by three but, you know, she had 29 points. She showed what she can do and everything. But what you think the Liberty should do for this upcoming season? Like, should they aim for that superstar player or continue this process of rebuilding? I mean, I'd say always, right? You always want to try to take a shot at that superstar player. And New York, look at where they were when Hopkins came in. It was a completely fresh start. It was Tina Charles was out. They, they traded her for some picks. They were changing venues, although the Wubble delayed that for a year, but they were moving from Westchester to the Barclays Center, new ownership group, new everything. So they were really, the rebuild started two years ago. And now they said, all right, now we have some pieces. So we're ready to take this to the next level. So if you are, we're going to talk about it, I'm sure in a little bit, but if you are getting, sitting down with Brianna Stewart, that's already better off than you were two years ago, because you were not getting that opportunity two years ago being able to have those conversations is a win and shows that you're on the right path. And you always take that shot first, right. To try to see if you can bring somebody here. Um, But they, they are way better positioned than they were as recently as last year, even. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you on that, man, because they, they do have a, a nice three that it that they can get some players to join them this year. You know, um, like you said, we're about to talk about soon is, you know, Brianna Stewart, you know, uh, do Tina Charles want to even come back? But what about Liz Cambage want to want to come over? So they they're in a pretty they're in a pretty good position. And, you know, as we talked about before, like off the mic about. Um, you know, certain players like like Sabrina not getting the love and stuff, but we really like her game. We think that she's somebody that you can definitely build a team around with how she can play at, she can score at three levels. She can play at three levels as far as scoring the ball, which is one, rebounding and getting her teammate, you know, also scoring opportunities and everything. So I think that the Liberty are in a really good spot right now. Yeah, I totally agree. And like you said, and I'm going to continue to push just how much, Sabrina improved last year from the first half of the season to the second um, because we saw that she was somewhat tentative at the beginning and then dealing with that lingering uh, ankle injury. But in the first half of the season, pre-All-Star, she was scoring 9.9 points a game. Post-All-Star, her minutes went up by five a game and she her scoring went from 9.9 to 14.8. Her percentages went up 6%. Uh, and she was just so much more aggressive and assertive. And when... When teams can't um, sag off of her, then she's so dangerous in that pick and roll. And we saw that because she also got Natasha Howard back for that second half of the year. Um, so there was, we were seeing a lot of teams are just starting to hone in on Benaja Laney and making her life a lot more difficult. But if Sabrina is healthy and dynamic and you've got a, a healthy and dynamic Natasha Howard, that's a real three to start with. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And like, but like when you look at their roster and stuff, they they're gonna have to make you know some changes and stuff. Like obviously, I think personally, I seen I seen articles where people was like, you know, hey, we let go of Dee Dee Riches. I'm like, nah, you're not gonna let go of Dee Dee Riches. You know, um, what about what you think about like their draft potential with um, the, the the post player from NC State, Elisa? I I I don't want to pronounce her name wrong. Kunin. Kunin, yeah. So like like what um, yeah about that right there because I think that she got some game. I think that there are so many post players that could really work for them. And when you're, when you're talking about someone who can stretch, that's obviously that was a huge part of their offense last year. They broke the WNBA record and made threes. Um, how much is Sandy going to keep there? But you're right though. This starts with finding a big because last season, the, the Liberty rebounded fine. They were in the middle of the pack and rebounding. But if you look a little bit closer at the numbers, you figure out that there was some, some of the way that they did it limited the rest of the roster. So it was an, it was a uh, like record highs from Sammy Whitcomb and Sabrina was, was getting close to six rebounds a game. Sammy Whitcomb was also crashing the glass at career high paces. And it's because all of these guards had to crash because they had no size down low. Um, so what, what has happening was they would never leak out. They would never have anybody getting easy baskets down the court. Every basket they were getting, they were working hard for. And a lot of it was within the, within the half court set because they needed to help out down low. They needed to help out Natasha Howard um, when she was in there. They needed to help out Kylie Shook. They really need some more size so that they can get some easy buckets going forward, especially potentially with Asia Dirk coming back, who is just so quick in the open court. Yeah, speaking of Asia Dirk, you know, she missed the, the last two seasons with uh, COVID and everything. That's kind of crazy how COVID affected her like that. Mm -hmm. And here I am. I'm in the house in South Carolina. My son, my five-year-old had it. And where I work at, a lot of people have been contracting it. And uh, where my girlfriend work at, you know, a lot of people contracted there. I think she counted 23 people in like 
it didn't affect us like that. So it's kind of crazy. I'm just glad that Asia Durr is able to, you know, continue her basketball career. But it would be crazy that, you know, after all she went through, and if they try to aim and get the superstar player that they're looking for, you know what I mean? You might have to, you know, trade her or, f- you know, figure that out and stuff. I just hope that they keep her. I hope they figure it out because I want to see her, you know, in a, in a thriving situation and everything, especially after all she went through and everything. So um, last but not least, we're going to move on real quick because I know that we got to go because AU is doing a draft right now. So we don't want to miss <laughs> all that. <laughs> now, um, let's talk about the Brianna Stewart situation. You know, we heard from the Chris Haynes report of Yahoo Sports that Stewie, met with the Liberty in LA. And I got to ask you, man, if Brianna, she left Seattle for New York city. And I think that um, it would be insane, but you know, we here, we keep it 9450. <laughs> Want to know like from your thoughts, like how hypothetically, hypothetically, how could this move happen? Cause there will be a lot of moving parts to make room for, you know, her max salary. Well, first things first, I think that we've seen an evolution on the men's side in the last few years where you're seeing superstars take a lot of these, these one-year deals with options, right? To keep their options open. So when you're looking at somebody like Brianna Stewart, she can, she has the leverage to say to Seattle, I'll sign a one-year deal. And then when Sue is gone, we can reevaluate. And this could be her just starting to show, showcase some of that power that she's accumulated by being one of the top talents in the sport, right? This could be, for over a year, the um, the Las Vegas Aces courted Chelsea Gray, yep. and Chelsea Gray, the next signed a one year again with LA, and then when she was a free agent, she came to Vegas this past season. So this could be something for the future for New York, right? It doesn't have to necessarily mean that this is something right now. If Brianna Stewart wants to stay for Sue's last ride, but the optics of the Liberty getting a major, a prime free agent to even take that meeting with them. It's so great for the team because you've got other superstars out there, right? Like, obviously she's cord, but John Quill Jones might be looking at this and saying, oh, wow, New York's like in this conversation. What what are they offering? Kevin Durant has said that his favorite player is John Quill Jones. So there's that connection. There's the, the Liberty Nets connection. Um, do, do I think that every meeting necessarily means that something's bound to happen? No. But good on the Liberty Brass and forgetting the whole coaching staff out there. The sides are based out of California. So this was people were saying, oh, it's weird. Why are they meeting in California? Why are they meeting on the West Coast and not in New York? Um, but the sides were out there last year. They um, they took the entire team out to Napa Valley during their West Coast trip. Um, so they are so invested and they're so invested in the growth of the W in the league. So that's all appealing. New York City is always going to be appealing. Um, how likely is it? I think it's too early to say, but just getting that conversation is a huge win. Yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody that's listening, y'all heard it. If y'all signs of winning, you know, kind of helps too much. <laughs> you know, but it's kind of cool to talk about because like in NBA, like when we talk about, you know, respect when it comes to like, you know, LeBron and, you know, everybody get their hopes up and it's actually kind of fun to hear this news and stuff. And I'm going to talk about that in a separate podcast. Um, but yeah. That's all for you for coming on to the show. Thing, Miles. I appreciate you for KDOT for a little bit while he's out staying and stuff. Yeah, of course. That, yeah, anytime, man. So with that being out of here, into keeping it 9450, code name the W, the follow for BB on Instagram and Twitter. And um, Miles, shout out to your friend. Uh, yeah, sure. So I'm at Miles Ehrlich on Twitter and I work for uh, Winsider. You can find my writing there. You can find my writing at Nets Republic and at Queen Ballers Club. And you can find everything all together at MilesEhrlich.com.